As things stand right now, there are only two ways out of the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic. Wait until everyone has gotten infected, resulting in about 3.5 million Americans dying and countless others becoming chronically ill, or protect our population and children as soon as possible by means of a vaccine. You see, your children's health and well-being depend on adults opting for vaccination. Stay tuned, and I'll explain why. Welcome to Portable Practical Pediatrics, a podcast for parents and families, a place dedicated to children and their well-being. And now, direct from Studio 1E in Charlotte, North Carolina, here's your host, Dr. Paul Smolin. As they say where I live, it's time to fish or cut bait. We are fortunate to have two highly effective vaccines against SARS-CoV-2 and more in the pipeline that will likely be coming soon. We know the vaccines work and we know they are free from serious short-term side effects. As of the time of this writing, which is only a month into the United States vaccine campaign, illness numbers in my community of Charlotte, North Carolina, are already starting to fall quite significantly, especially among the healthcare workers who have been the first to get vaccinated. If you are part of the rest of the population, soon it will be time for you to make the big decision. Will you get vaccinated? I'm begging you to say yes to that question. In fact, I'm making this podcast with the intention of using my name and my influence to convince you to go ahead and get vaccinated as soon as it is available to you. Let me explain to you why this is so important, especially for children. As you are probably aware, children aren't dying in large numbers from this coronavirus pandemic, thank goodness, but they are being harmed, nevertheless. Here is a short list of what many children are facing as a consequence of the pandemic. Sleep problems, bodily complaints secondary to worry, depressive thoughts, if not outright depression, as well as anxiety and panic attacks. We also know that not being in school has led to other things that can harm children. Fewer reports to social services of child abuse and neglect, fewer meals being provided at school to children whose families are struggling to feed them, and less time in the secure, safe, and enriched environment that schools provide for for a child. And what about the loss of quality education and social time in school? How does a child make up for the year of subpar learning and socialization with their peers? The answer is that they likely can't. Time will tell what effects this has on today's children, but I as a pediatrician who has spent his adult life with children of all ages, I can tell you that the loss of in-school time for today's children won't be positive for most and likely will be devastating for many. So you can see that the quickest way back to normalcy for children is through the administration of an effective COVID-19 vaccine to at least 70% of the adult population. But unfortunately, for numerous reasons, acceptance of COVID vaccines by Americans is lukewarm at best. On my website, 
I have put a chart with the numbers from a recent survey that I found in Scientific American. And you can see that the vaccine hesitancy there uh, varies quite a bit by age and by other characteristics of the population, but vaccine as hesitancy is very strong in America uh, in up to 50% of the population. So, what is causing people to hesitate about getting one of the COVID-19 vaccines? What is at the basis of this, their hesitancy? I'm sure you've heard of some of the wild rumors going around. The vaccine may, instead of preventing the disease, actually infect you, or the vaccine actually contains a microchip that allows the government to track your whereabouts through cell towers, or this is corporate America's way of using the U.S. population for biologic experiments. I've got to tell you, I haven't heard so much paranoid thought since I was a medical student interviewing schizophrenics on a locked psychiatric ward. Has the stress of the pandemic, with the help of social media, tipped a large segment of our population into paranoid thinking, devoid of attachment to reality? Or are we simply being bombarded by confusing messages that are generating fear and causing a paralysis of rational thought? We have well done science, completed by some of the best minds of our time, that shows us that the currently available vaccines are safe and extremely effective. What is the problem? So how do we get past vaccine hesitancy and end this pandemic? How can we get 70% or more of the population immune to SARS-CoV-2 without having to watch 70 million of our fellow citizens get seriously ill or dying? We can't let that happen to them, and we must do everything in our power to convince the vaccine hesitant to get vaccinated. With that goal in mind, I've made up a list of things that I could think of we can do to get life back to normal and nudge the vaccine hesitant to get, go ahead and get vaccinated. Number one, we need to have influencers like movie stars, athletes, doctors, teachers, community leaders, and politicians show confidence in the vaccines and maybe even get vaccinated in public. Two, and here is a suggestion that has been shown to be effective at increasing the rate of flu vaccination and might work with COVID-19 vaccines. Don't wait for people to arrange a vaccine, but rather make them appointments for their vaccine and remind them frequently to follow through. This strategy has been shown to be amazingly effective at increasing vaccine rates for influenza. In other words, make people opt out of vaccination rather than opting in. For those having difficulty making a decision, where the decision is a close one, this may be very helpful. Three. We need a national messaging campaign reminding everyone that the vaccines are safe and effective and that getting vaccinated is a life-saving act, not only for themselves, but for their fellow citizens. Four, social media. What in the world are we going to do about all the misinformation on social media? Well, frankly, I just don't know. Five, overcoming the reluctance of minority communities to get vaccinated to getting vaccinated will require special finesse. I personally believe that reluctance in these communities can be overcome 
if a large number of the influencers in those communities stepped up and put out pro-vaccination messages. Six, confidence can be built by giving the American public the most transparent information available about the vaccines that are in use, including any problems that may arise. This is crucial for vaccine success and will be important at building trust in the vaccines and the companies and agencies developing and administering those vaccines. Seven, we can all encourage our friends and families to get out and get vaccinated. Maybe we do that by helping them find vaccine administration sites, helping them make an appointment, by telling them how easy vaccination actually is, or even by helping them arrange transportation. And to that end, I want you to listen to what my friend, who's three years old, named Eleanor, uh, has to say about getting a COVID-19 shot. There's a link to a video on my website that you just got to watch Eleanor explain what happens when you get vaccinated. It's a hoot. So that's my plea. We have a short window of time to roll up our sleeves and take control of a terrible situation. I've been fortunate enough to get a COVID-19 vaccine already, as have most of my healthcare worker colleagues. I still haven't heard any vaccinated doctors or nurses regret their decision. Soon it will be your turn. Please think beyond yourself and make the effort to get vaccinated. Everyone will benefit, especially our children. Well, as always, thank you for joining me for this important episode of Portable Practical Pediatrics. Let's all do our part and put this terrible pandemic behind us. The choice is clear. We either become immune to SARS-CoV-2 via vaccination or by allowing it to slowly roll through our population with devastating consequences for everyone. For me, it's a no-brainer. I hope it is for you, too. This is Dr. Paul Smolin, also known as Doc Smo, hoping you don't hesitate to go ahead and vaccinate. Until next time, I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer, arranger of the intro music. Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music. Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry. And Wendy Smolin Esquire and Seth, the Rocket Man Barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider. 